0: What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Unbelievably Ordinary Podcast. I am your host, Angel Cervantes. Uh, First off, I want to start off with a big thank you to the few people that are listening, namely my friends. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to give me a listen and uh, just listen to my ramblings. (laughs) I know you guys probably get enough of it when we're together, but it's nice to have your support. So I just want to start off by saying thank you. I appreciate you guys. Um, and i wanted to give a quick recap of the last episode um obviously uh starting out it was my first time cold open first episode first time ever doing any kind of like recording of just my voice and i think it's th- that alone is weird for a lot of people just kind of sitting here and just talking um obviously I, I talk to myself a lot think a lot in my head but you know, actually speaking while I'm in my room alone, (laughs) watching this uh, audio monitoring equipment uh, and making sure that like the levels are all right. I think I kind of got caught up in that. And also, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. You guys know this, my friends, you guys know this. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I think um, starting out, uh, that was definitely a Honda also i'm sorry for any background noise just a quick side note i'm sorry for the background noise um i have zero like soundproofing no noise mitigation nothing at all and it's a really good mic so it picks up a lot of like even i'm surprised at how sensitive it is to things that are outside and just noises all around the house and stuff but anyways i'll you know i'll address that when it's time this you know it's only the second episode but um but yeah uh after watching so many podcasts I think uh you know when I started cold I I don't know if it was a little bit of fear like you know like oh you kind of want to put out something that people enjoy listening to or whatever so uh I think maybe it was a little bit of that where like I kind of reverted to like oh podcasts that I like and people's like way of speaking and mannerisms that I enjoy listening to that I think like, oh, that's that that guy has a successful podcast because of the way he speaks. Um, so I think I started to kind of emulate that a little bit. And then also, um, you know, just not knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> just not knowing what I'm doing. So uh, thank you guys for those notes. I also realized that I knew as soon as I did it, I'm like, oh, I kind of was doing a lot of what this guy does or trying to speak like that guy speaks, but... You know, I think uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, everybody's got to find their own voice. Uh, obviously, whenever you hear someone speaking in a way that's not really natural to them, you can 100% tell when someone's full of shit. Like right away, it's so apparent and it comes off so uh, disingenuous. And I feel like uh, if you are saying something important, which thankfully in the beginning of the last podcast, I really wasn't, uh, I was just in a, in a weird, you know, I was thinking about whatever I was thinking about and, and framing it in a weird way. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't important. But I feel like when you're speaking in a way that's not natural to you, um, and if you're speaking about anything important, or even if it's not important, I feel like people just are m- way more dismissive of what you're saying. So particularly if it is important, uh, I feel like uh, people are going to retain a lot less of that shit because they're going to be like, well, they're just going to be thinking, well, this guy's full of shit. Like, why does he sound like that? Why do he, you know, he sounds weird? Like... It's just things that I think we all would be thinking and things that I know for sure that I would be thinking about. Um, uh, but yeah, so I'm, you know, slowly as this unravels and I think I get a little more comfortable just kind of venting my thoughts out there and all that. Um, I think I'll settle in. I mean, in the lo- last podcast, I think towards the end, uh, once my thoughts really got flowing and I just kind of was more focused on properly, you know, um getting out what I was thinking and wording it in ways where I felt like it made sense uh then I didn't have time to put up the facade of trying to act like this other guy or whatever you know and I feel like uh I feel like that's something a lot of people struggle with I think uh obviously that was on a very small uh small level you know f- nobody's listening to this thing but you guys and it, but or but my friends um and so it's not super important but I think day to day a lot of people do this shit where um, the same way where i was kind of overthinking and afraid of of just being myself and putting my own voice out there because i'm like oh nobody's gonna really want to listen to that shit um and and you know nobody finds me interesting or whatever those thoughts um i think people have those and you know like i said for me it carried into the podcast but i think for a lot of people uh that carries into like their life and and their their day-to-day And, you know, I I can only imagine uh, how they must feel because right after I recorded that podcast, I felt like, oh man, like (laughs) just about that particular like beginning where I was like, man, what was I doing? Like that wasn't me, you know, Um, I almost had like half a mind to delete it and just kind of keep it rolling as I learned. But, you know, I think it's important to keep it up there uh, for a lot of reasons, Um, you know, just because... I think in the future I can look back at these things and, um, you know, assess my state of mind and you know just just have a laugh if, if anything you know just have a laugh at myself. I think it's funny and I think it's important for anybody listening uh, to kind of see those little stumbles that we have and, and being able to take notes from people and be able to self-assess and recognize that hey you know what, I need to strip the bullshit. You know and settle into myself and settle into myself as a person and because uh, you know this was just me kind of modulating my voice and and my mannerisms to fit a certain like comedic entity that I know and that I I know people like Um, but I feel like um, people will do this with their whole persona uh, not just the way they speak people will do this with the way they dress the way they present themselves on social media the way they present themselves in person and so I feel like that's important to be able to realize that, you know what, that's that's not the way to live because uh, over time, I think you realize how fucking silly it is and how silly you sound and how silly you look uh, once you really look back at it. And I feel like that causes a lot of shame. <laughs> I know for me, it did. I was like, oh, man, why did I do that? And it, and it was like on a small level. You know, I don't go out dressing like anybody that I, you know, I don't go out pretending to be anybody that I'm not most of the time in, in, in normal life. but. So that was just a little a little thought I had. You know, I think people need to uh, learn to settle into themselves. Uh, they're going to be a lot happier and they're going to be a lot more. Um, qu- they're going to be quicker to realize what, what they're really looking for in this life. I feel like a lot of people spend so much time pretending to be someone else and someone that they're not that, you know, by the time they realize like, oh, I've been spending my whole life on bullshit and chasing things that I re- that really don't make me happy. They, it's too late. They're in their 40s, 50s or whatever, and they just end up miserable. Um, so I think the sooner that you can self-assess and the sooner that you can um, realize that a lot of our characteristics and a lot of who we are is bullshit. Like a lot of who we are on the day-to-day is subconscious uh, things that have, you know, su- subconscious things that we latch on to our personality that have just sort of found ways to seep into our lives little by little throughout the years and throughout our youth and you know so much of our uh so much of who we are gets um so much of who we are gets instilled in us at such an early age uh that we might not even remember the particular events that gave us our characteristics you know um As kids, I think we we emulate a lot and emulate a lot in a a way where we don't even realize that we're doing it. So I think uh, the sooner people can sort of analyze their behavior and and sort of kind of strip away the things that aren't really true to them, the quicker that you will find that path to what actually makes you happy and what actually makes you the individual that you are. because I know that slowly I I know that I'm nowhere near being like a complete wholesome like enlightened individual. I know that there's still a lot of things that I have to strip, but I think I'm I'm definitely looking at my life through a through the proper lens now. I think whereas before or at least when I was younger, I think that lens was a little out of focus and you know, I certain things that I thought mattered to me uh certain things that didn't matter to me I thought mattered to me um and I think as I've matured and as I've actually gotten some of those things I realized like oh wait a minute like I kind of red-pilled myself just like I talked about in the last episode with you know wanting a badass car um I kind of red-pilled myself when I finally actually got it and I think for a lot of us you know sometimes that that will shake you out of it like you know getting what you asked for you know when they say be careful what you wish for, and then you finally get it, and then it's like you have that aha moment where you're like, oh, okay, you know, I see now that this isn't really what I wanted. Um, luckily, you know, I had one of those moments, but I think a lot of people don't. I think a lot of people would instead of what I doing, what I did, uh, where I just kind of was like, okay, take a step back take a step back and remove yourself from this shit and get rid of it and try to re- try, you know be on the path i haven't fully hit, hit a restart but i think get on the path to restarting from a base level to where like okay we're gonna rebuild and find what makes me happy um but i think a lot of people would have achieved the milestone of getting that car and i think they would have saw very quickly that that juice runs out that that like hit of like happiness and hit of like that that like oh my god yes i did it and fucking the comments and the compliments and everything from people and like and they would have attained that and then they would have finally leveled off like i did after like a fucking week literally um and then they would have been like oh on to the next thing i don't even think that the the, the thought of like oh this doesn't this isn't what makes me happy would have come across their mind i think it would have just been like uh, like a fucking heroin addict looking for their next hit, you know, like they're just looking for somewhere to tie off again, like their next score, the next, just that next thing. And I think people live their lives like that. I know it's kind of an insane concept, but it's obviously a very real one where people go through their whole lives doing this and, you know, they hit 50, you know, maybe, well, I think maybe 40, 40 or 50, you know, in that age, that midlife crisis age where people realize, like, oh, shit, like I spent my whole life and I'm uh, uh, unbelievably unhappy, you know. Um, Thankfully, I realized that in my 20s still. Because otherwise, I mean, I would have went literally my most of my entire life and realized it when it was very close to too late. Um, Obviously, 40, 50 nowadays is a lot different than 40 and 50 back in like the 40s and 50s. (laughs) I think nowadays people are able to stay a lot more youthful and keep themselves in a lot better shape because of their, you know, because of modern medicine and just what we know about diets and keeping yourself in shape now. So I wouldn't knock a person that's in that higher uh, range age group. I wouldn't say that like, oh, it's completely dumb for them, because you know, I would never call someone else's race for them. But for me personally, I don't want to live to be that age before I start to decide to make a change. Um, If you are at that age, and you need to make a change, of course, do it. But I don't, I think, you know, obviously earlier is better. And, you know, and and I'm really grateful to follow people online. And, and, you know, because of social media, we we have so much exposure to uh, such a wide range of people that, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to have been exposed to people that uh, will caution you against this, you know, people that have been there done that because at the end of the day, most people go through the exact same thing. We, and we realize it online a lot, right? We'll be like, but are we all living the same life? Yeah, kinda. I mean, we all have different starting points. We all have different issues, but at the end of the day, we're all extremely ordinary. Um, and there's very little that is, you know, there's very little that's, how do I say this? There's, We have more in common with each other than we would like to think is a nice way of saying that you're not special because you are special. You're unique. You are you. But at the end of the day, uh, you're living on the same planet as everybody else going through extremely similar situations and I think the the disconnect happens when we start to think that we're the only ones that are going through through what we're going through because then I feel like that's when we're a lot more hesitant to talk to talk about it and talk to people about it but I think that at this point in my life I've talked to enough people to know that uh if you're a little vulnerable with people you know right like you know rightfully so don't 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 just go around (laughs) don't just go around dumping things on strangers uh or telling your personal information to strangers but I think that when you talk to enough people that you will realize that um hey like if you tell them that you're struggling instead of trying to pretend like everything's all good and trying to pretend like you're this badass person if you tell them like hey you know what actually I'm kind of struggling with uh such and such thing then you realize like hey so am I and then you can connect on a much deeper level than trying to flex on people you know what I'm saying Uh, than you would if you were trying to flex on people, because then when you people just kind of think one of two things, either think, oh, man, that guy's got to fucking figure it out. Or they think that damn, that guy's an asshole. I mean, one one of two, one of those two. And and you never get that chance to really connect with someone where you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going through it, too. Let's try to figure this out. You know what I'm saying? So I think,
1: uh, I mean,
0: and this seems almost too obvious to say. um, I think that the key to a lot of things to at least starting to at least getting the ball rolling is to just be yourself and to just be honest with yourself more than anything and not to, not only to yourself but to be honest with everyone around you because if you start spinning yarns and and and, and telling lies to people here and there and just kind of straying from your reality when it comes to the way you interact with people especially the people your day-to-day in your day-to-day life like your friends and family then you're gonna get lost in that shit really quick you're gonna get lost in telling lies you're gonna get lost in in, in your sense of self and and what you think you are and you're gonna distance yourself from the things that are actually gonna make you happy in life and i'm not just saying it uh as because this is like an idea this is this is me I'm, i'm talking about me Um, Because I used to do this a lot where I used to tell a lot of lies about what I was doing or what I would do. And and it, 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 it took me away from who I really am. And I'm having to now go through the process of rediscovery and trying to figure it out slowly and not even on some hippie shit, but just like on some real life stuff like this is not a game like you only live once as far as we know, right? <laughs> if, if we're not getting spiritual here, if we're just talking cold hard facts, as far as we know, you get one shot at this thing, and time does not move backwards. Once it's gone, it's gone. And the more time you waste, uh, you know, it, it, it makes it in exponentially more difficult to kind of get, get things going again, because Obviously, in life, we tack on more and more, the older we get, you know, you, when it comes to, you know, homes, cars, family life, personal life, it gets increasingly more difficult. And all of that is going to uh, inhibit you from taking risks. Because I think that that's the, that's the thing I noticed with a lot of uh, older people. It's not that they don't have the same abilities as, as younger people to do things. It's more so that they um, they're less likely to want to take the risks or less likely to be able to take the risks, because how can you branch out and sort of re try to revive and restart your career when you've got a mortgage? It's difficult. It's difficult. It's when I had that on a small scale with the car. You know, I I could I, I had no options to sort of restart things because I'm like, well, I can't leave this high paying job because now I have a car that has an expensive payment on it that is essentially tailored to the level of money that I make. Um, and obviously, a lot of people do that. You know, we will uh, you know, you'll get a job making $50,000 a year and then you immediately go and buy a $50,000 car. And that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because you're just, you know, obviously you're not going to pay that all in, in at once or in a year you're going to get like a five-year loan or whatever, but it doesn't make sense to take your entire year's earnings essentially, and then waste it on something that's going to depreciate. And I'm, I know for a lot of people it's like, well, you know, but I really want it. And, and and you know it's 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 something that that makes me happy and that's all well and good but i think when when you have all this other stuff on your plate you have to prioritize you have to prioritize what's important and and you have to realize that certain things on that plate are going to if you if you eat them first are going to sour the rest of the plate for you you know what i'm saying so that that i mean that's what that's where i was at in life pretty much Where this car was souring my plate. This one thing that I that I thought I wanted was souring my plate. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I still want a nice car, but like I said, I realized that it was going to essentially ruin the rest of my plans, or if not ruin, at least drastically change the trajectory of my life. Because I wouldn't have finished paying that car off if I just paid what I was paying, and I paid the loan on time. I wouldn't have finished paying it off till I was thirty. I'm, I'm gonna turn 25 this month. So I mean, it would have been it would have been like another five years before I could get rid of that liability, or at least completely pay it off. And by that point, I mean, that car would have been worth maybe half of what it was worth when I bought it. You know, and a lot of people that are financially savvy know this, you, they know that, you know, you typically don't want to invest your money or spend your money on things that rust, uh, rot or depreciate. It's just a general rule of thumb in the financial world. Um. And that's what I, you know, I made a little bit of money and that's the first thing that I went and did. I bought something, a depreciating asset is where I dumped most of my, I was dumping most of my money for a year. And then the rest I was spending it on still stupid shit. Because, you know, when you have this uh, this mentality of like just kind of wanting to uh, give off a certain perception of yourself that, you know, you're doing it and, and you want to feel... Uh, more successful than you really are, then it, it it bleeds into every other aspect of your life. You know, you start living above your means, and and it kills you. It kills you. Literally, it's just draining your lifeblood. Because I mean, face it, whether you like it or not, money is money is everything. Money does make the world go round, and and we have to be smart about it. You know, we can't spend our whole lives complaining about the game. It's just it's just how it goes. You know, we have to get good at it. That's the thing. You really want to stick it to them. You really want to stick it to the man. You got to get good at the game, get good at the financial game. There's no other options right now. There's no, at least not for the foreseeable future. Do you, do you think money is going to go away anytime soon? Probably not. So you might as well start being smart with it and stop being less concerned about the optics, um, and more concerned about being smart. So that way, when you're in your 30s, or maybe if you're 40s, it might take a little while, you know, depending on what route you choose to take. But at least, you know, you'll be financially free by then. And you know, most of those friends that were flexing online, they'll probably still be flexing stuff that they don't own. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, moving on. So th- th- that was that that, that- that's that uh, I feel incredibly great. Uh, a week after selling this car, I feel very hopeful for the future. Um. You know, at least I have, that, I have that anxiety off my chest, at least where I'm not like, man, like I can't make a different, I can't make any big moves because, you know, I can't leave this job because I have to make this car payment. You know what I'm saying? Like that stress is completely gone. They could call me today, although I wouldn't like this and I need to stop saying this is because I'm going to jinx myself, but they could call me today and be like, you know what? Something happened. The This industry, we're going out of business. We have to lay you off and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be fine with it but I'd be safe and secure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that, that feeling is a really good feeling it's, as opposed to feeling like, oh man, like, you know, anytime <laughs> the supervisor needed to talk to me or something where I'm like, oh dude, I hope I didn't mess up. I need this job. You know what I'm saying? I gotta pay these bills. <laughs> so I don't have that anxiety anymore though. I can... Uh, I know that I'll just kind of, all right, see you later. If you want to fire me, fine, whatever. I'll take a couple days off and then I'll start back on the job hunt and I have some savings now, you know, you know, and that's not, that's not to say that like everything's well and dandy now. Uh, I feel awesome, but now I have a a, a different list of anxieties now that kind of arose uh, this week after selling my car. Um, It was like, you know, that feeling of like, okay, cool. Like I feel secure now, but then it was So, okay, what now? (laughs) So what what do I do now? I mean, now, you know, now when I go to work, it's just like, yeah, I'm working for myself. It's money in my pocket, savings. But what am I going to do with it? What's the plan moving forward? You know, because heading in the wrong direction is, to me, is almost, it's the same feeling as having no plan. Um, and just kind of being neutral. I mean, very similar outcomes. Obviously, one is a little bit more detrimental, but you're not progressing either. Both of those in both of those scenarios is leading to no progress. Um, just regression because, the, you know, even when you're not doing anything, you're regressing, you're atrophying, you're wasting time. So now it was like, oh, man, what am I going to do now? And there's this sign on the freeway that I see every single day. And it's think, plan, do. Um, it's like some. it's an adopter freeway sign. Someone, you know, purchased that and put that there. Think, plan, do. And every day I'm thinking that. I, every time I pass it, I, I read it. Think, plan, do. Think, plan, do. And uh, I feel like it, you know, it's literally a sign. <laughs> every day I see it, I'm like, it's literally a sign to think, plan, do. And um, and I, I, I guess the person that that, that made this, that that bought that sign, um, is smart because they, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> I was buying a sign that says, think, plan, do. A lot of people probably look at that sign every day and they're like, man, wow, this is a sign from God. <laughs> and you know what a lot of things can be if you shift your perspective to that. And so every day that I read it, I'm like, think, plan, do, think, plan, do. And well, that's what I did. I've been thinking and I've been planning. And I feel like I'm still kind of in that planning phase, but obviously, the next natural progression would be to do. And so, the plan now is to save money um, for a couple months or however long I need to, uh, while I educate myself on real estate and investing my money in real estate. I feel like some. I feel like someone like me with very little uh, education on anything else. Um. Real estate is uh, a safer choice. Obviously, not still. It's not, I'm not, not to say like, oh, any dummy can do it. But uh, I think a lot of other things, you know, require schooling or require s- some degree of education. And I mean, so, I guess this is a kind of a flawed concept because so does real estate. It requires a lot of education. I'm trying to educate myself now, currently. But I just feel like this is, for me, this is my natural progression. This is where I am heading to. Like, nothing else really interests me. Um, other than real estate where I'm like, okay, this is a smart idea. Uh, because once you purchase the property, other than managing the property, you can rent them out Airbnb them, or flip them if you want to get into that part of the uh, part of the thing. I'm thinking more rentals, I'm thinking more buy and rent, uh, or Airbnb than flip. But I feel like it's a lot safer. And it's not as speculative as like stocks obviously you could put your money into some safe stocks that are going to offer what what, i think the average is like an eight percent return per year um which is essentially kind of what like a 401k is right i mean some some financial people out there might know a little bit more than i but i think that's what a 401k is uh your money is basically just put in some safe stocks so that when you're old you know hopefully it'll accrue a little bit more and you'll have a, a nice little padding a little cushion to retire on but I don't want to ever rely on my 401k to like oh yeah when I retire when I'm 60 something I'm gonna have a nice little padding of money I don't want that I, I want to be independently uh, wealthy before then financially free way before then when I can still kind of enjoy my life without being so decrepit you know what I'm saying I don't want to be 65 or 70 hey, listen the lifestyle that I've up now. It's definitely going to come back to kick me in the ass then. So I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather have some money and live a good life way before then, because I'm just not looking forward to my to my body at that age. Um, and I don't want to wait till then to live my life and to go on vacations and stuff like that. You know, there, there are drawbacks to being that age and, and and trying to do things like that. So um, I think real estate is the way to do that. So I'm educating myself on it as much as I can. Listen, i um, for a lot of people, uh, some people other than my friends that might listen to this podcast, someone that's actually educated in this area might come along and listen to this. Um, I'm just an idiot, man. I'm just some guy. I don't know anything about it. So whatever I say, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, I understand at least this is, this is, this is where I see that I can kind of get a head start on a lot of people or I have an advantage, uh, where at least I'm I can be objective and be honest with myself, where I know it's not going to be easy, and I know that I need to do my due diligence, or I'm going to get burned. Um, as is the truth with so many things in life, like you can't. Just, I know you can't just jump into things, and so I'm trying to be measured. I'm trying to be uh, smart about it. I'm trying to be. Uh, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to educate myself before I just jump into it, and so that's kind of where I'm at. And you know, it's there's information like in the age of information now. With as accessible as things are, there's a lot of really good free information out there. But that there's also a lot of bullshit. So that's where kind of developing that skill to sift through those things is really important. um, Which is what I'm doing. Uh, I'm trying to obviously just kind of go through a lot of sources, confirm a lot of things that I believe to be truths. Obviously, there's no way for me to for sure know until I start to really get my toes wet. And I know that at, at, at some level, it's going to end up being a matter of trial and error. Um, I don't you know, I'm not ghosting anybody. Uh, I don't I, you know, I'm not under the under someone else, someone more experienced. Um, it's not really a path that I want to take. Uh, I'm more of a, just figure it out on your own kind of guy. And, you know, there, there are going to be drawbacks to that too. I'm going to probably make a lot of mistakes, but you know what? Trial by fire, baby. (laughs) That's a, sometimes at this point, uh, taking that risk, like just diving headfirst into something, the, the consequences of that far uh, are like, there's, they seem so much like less damaging compared to. The tragedy of staying in a company or staying in a line of work that I really hate for the rest of my life until I'm old. It's just it's such an insane idea to me that I'm like 25 and I would have to work somewhere until I'm four, like for like for another 40 years old 40 years. I would have to work at a company doing something I hate every day. Like if I multiply the feeling that I have most days about work specifically, because, you know, I can get amped and get excited about other things. And and but when I think like, oh, man, I'm going to have that like, oh, here's another day of work and and just multiply it by 40 years. Oh, my. I can't even imagine, dude. Or I guess the problem is that I can't imagine how terrible it is. And um, it's just not something I want to go through. And if I do, if I am subjected to that, I at least want to take my swings first. So that's what I'm going to do. Think, plan, do. Um, Currently in the planning phase, I'm going to do as much as I can. But the idea is to eventually get some properties and start, you know, building a portfolio, (laughs) building a portfolio of Airbnbs or or rental properties. And we'll see how that goes, man. Um, You know. This is not an advice podcast. I don't at this especially at this point in my life. I don't have any advice um, other than just talking about what I'm currently doing. And if I know that if I know that something works, I'll share it with you guys. But <laughs> in the meantime, I have no idea what I'm doing. This is just something just just an endeavor that I'm taking on and we'll see how it goes. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just what I see, that's what I see currently some of my only options um yeah if anybody out there's experienced send me a dm <laughs> if you got any experience to share cuz i mean i've pretty much just been asking people uh that are somewhat close to me or at least like networking with people uh that are in the real estate business or some people that uh, have properties or finance guys uh there's someone that I know that uh, has a friend that is a, uh, he hands out uh, like home loans and stuff like that. And so I'm just asking him, you know, how, how do I not get screwed over on like the interest rates and stuff like that, because I was terrible at math in high school, like absolutely terrible. So that's one thing that I'm like, okay, if, if there's one way that I'm going to get screwed over on this, it's definitely going to be in this in this field of like, either the interest rates on loans or uh, I'm doing the math for when it comes to renovations or just things like that. Anything that might involve like math, I'm like, okay, I need to be extra weary when it comes, you know, I need to be really careful when it comes to these aspects of this because this is where I am not so great. Um, But again, I think that's where that skill of being very objective and being very honest with yourself comes into play because then you can acknowledge your weak points and you can try to start to build them up or at least be very careful when it comes to that area of whatever you're doing. Um, But yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, that's all that's been going on this week. I'm going to start to hopefully roll out some YouTube videos um, to pair with these audios. I don't have the best setup. I mean, I'm just in my room. And obviously, like the walls are thin and you could hear a lot of the outside noise. I don't have any kind of soundproofing. Um, And it's probably going to stay like if I'm being honest, probably going to stay like that for a while. Um, Because, again, this is just an audio journal. I'm not producing like some sort of professional podcast or anything. Um, It's more so for me and for my daughter uh, to look back one to look back at one day um, in hopes that, you know, she can see that I, I never gave up from the beginning, from the jump. I've always been working on something. I've always been striving for more Uh, and it's a way for her to kind of get a little uh, window into my personality and the things that I go through when I'm not with her. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So that's why, you know, I probably won't put like I'm not going to go rent out a studio and do all kinds of crazy stuff because, you know, it's it's just not not at this point, especially. But maybe one day I'll invest in a little bit of soundproofing to try to up the quality. but yeah. Um, other than that I think that that would that would that'll be it for today. Nothing new was going on this week. but think plan do. think plan do. If there was a if there had to be a theme for this podcast this episode, it'd be think plan do. think plan do. That's a good one. I think uh, all of it, everything in our lives has to be sort of framed that way, right? think plan do. you think about something, You need to think about what makes you happy. Think about what's going to bring you success. Think about, you know, something that's not going to be crazy damaging to those around you. You know, you want to keep all your ideas in check. You know, you don't want to be that impulsive person. Impulse is a, I think is a great asset to have, being impulsive. But it's also very detrimental. Um, So you got to be, you got to be, um, you got to u- utilize it well, you got to utilize your impulse well. Um, don't just take pride on being an impulsive person. If you're an asshole to everyone around you, and you're, you know, making decisions that damage, you not only like yourself, but damage other people. And you don't want to burn anybody, you don't want to be that guy, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to be, uh, I don't want to ever be crazy successful. If the way that I got there was stepping on everybody's head, and, and being that guy, I'd rather, you know, for me, integrity and being able to be proud of what I've done, knowing that I'm a, I was a good person all the way through is way more important than achieving like the highest levels of success. So you got to think about that. Think about those things. Then once you think about what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and what's the path for you, you need to make a plan. That's also really important. Making a, I was talking to a friend earlier and uh, making a plan for your future is so important. It's so important because as a person like me who's a crazy overthinker, uh, I am riddled with anxiety all all the time about just thinking about the future and what I'm going to do and feeling stagnant. Um, Creating a plan has brought a lot of – it's eased my nerves a lot. And it's brought me a lot more peace because if you have a plan and if you develop it in a a headspace where you have faith in this plan – um, then you can rely on it when you're feeling not so great about what you're doing. You know, those moments that we get where we're filled with doubt and we start to just not feel it and start to get those thoughts of like, oh, this is probably not going to work out. You know, I'm not so good at this. And, you know, I have no experience with this. And what am I getting myself into? And, you know, you kind of start to become very fearful, Uh, of your endeavors and start to really doubt yourself that's when you can fall back fall back on the plan that's when you can like tell your brain to shut up and just override all those ideas like all those feelings and just be like doesn't matter because I have a step-by-step thing and this is the next step and I'm working on this so I'm going to work on that regardless of what I'm thinking at this moment because I'll tell you one thing I'll give you one piece of advice. This is something that I, that I, that there are going to be certain things that I do have expertise on and that I can say to a degree of certainty that you should or shouldn't do. And this is one of them. Don't bring your ideas for your life to just to everyone. Don't bring them to the wrong people. You need to be very, very careful about who you dump your energy into and who you dump your ideas to, and who you start to discuss your ideas with, because it's become very popularized, I think, uh, to be like, oh, uh, if you're thinking about doing something, then you should totally like tell everyone about it so that way they can hold you accountable. And listen, that's cool and all. If you have like a friend that you know is supportive and that you know is going to think about things uh, in a like-minded way and, and is going to be more than like-minded, objective, that they're going to be very honest with you but but at the same time very supportive, that's so valuable to have a person like that. Uh, and, but But aside from that, don't get over excited cuz I'm the type of person that I get really excited about things and then I want to tell everyone about it. Don't get over excited about things and then tell everyone. Because I think I think we don't just tell people things. This is well, I should say this. I don't just tell people things for accountability. I think I've caught myself before telling people or telling a lot of people of ideas that I have that are maybe like like half baked or whatever just because of the gratification of that like oh man that's so cool that you're doing that and and even though it's like yeah like even though I know I'm not gonna like fully go through with it you know what I'm saying like or even though I have some doubts about it I think I just like that gratification of getting that initial support or that initial boost of positive energy from someone which is kind of a dick thing to do if you're telling someone you're gonna do something that kind of gets them amped up for you and stuff and gets them you know excited and, and giving you that positive energy. Because then you were sort of just, you know, playing with their emotions for your own personal gain at that point, right? You're using them for a positive energy dump on yourself or something you know, you're not really going to do. And that's not fucking cool. Uh, so be careful about why you tell people things. Because like I said, I, I used to do that just for the gratification of getting that positive feedback, even though I knew I wouldn't do it. And then also, be careful of saying it to people out of excitement, but then, but you know, it's a real idea, but then saying it out of excitement and then them, them shooting that shit down because I've been really excited about things. And then like, I'm really motivated to do something. And then I tell someone and they're like, nah eh, that's kind of stupid. Or, you know what? That's not a good idea. Like, how are you going to do that? Like, and they start to kind of cast doubt because they, they start looking at it through the lens of their life and they start to think about how they would do it and how, why like how reasons why they wouldn't take the risk and stuff like that. And they're going to cast doubt. They're going to put, they're going to plant that seed in your brain. And then once you get off the phone with them, or once you leave there and you're on your own, you're going to start to think about their doubts in your head. Now they're in your head. Now you have two people in your head right now you have yourself and them now both doubting you now you're going to have the seed that they planted and you're going to water it you're going to water it when you're on your own and then it's going to distract you from your plans and you're going to just kind of dump you're going to do away with it you're going to dump it to the side and you're going to be unmotivated that's what i've done and i did that recently and i'm saying it because i did it recently where i told i told someone hey like you know what i'm gonna do real estate i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna airbnb them and i'm gonna you know do my due diligence and make sure it's in a it's in the proper market where you know they're gonna offer a good uh, return on investment and i had all the i'm I'm planning it out right i'm in that planning phase so i have a lot of ideas of how i'm gonna do this and immediately they're like "Uh, you know that's what rich people do like we can't do that like you know, people with money do that. They, cause they have the money to take the risks. And I'm just like, Hey man, Hey, those people, you know, a lot of those people started, some of them started with no money. If you have this constant mindset that the only people that can make money are the people that have money already, then you're never going to be rich. You're never going to get financially independent. You're never going to take the risks necessary to get to that point. And it's such a shitty way to, to look at it. And I follow so many people that, that, uh, have started from nothing, and not not just gurus, not just gurus that oh I started with nothing, and you know like I built my way up. Not just, and then they're full of shit. Uh, not those guys, but like people that I've been following since they were nothing, and I've watched them build. You know, and that that's been such a such an honor and such a pleasure. Uh, shout out to Rob and Dana and Bailey, by the way, because uh, <laughs> I've been following them since I was fifteen. You know, and they they were already a decent sized uh, fitness brand and, and apparel line at that point. But I've watched them build to an even bigger point now. And and, and that's, it's so valuable to have uh, a role models like that and to look up to people like that. Uh, because they're the ones that you can look to, to, to remind you that it's possible, not these people that are going to cast doubt on you and, and, and start to, uh, put their insecurities on you and, and shit like that so be very careful of who you put your energy into and who you tell your ideas to uh, I think it's probably a lot smarter to just go into the thing with your doing your do your homework do your due diligence you know study which study as much as you can as much as you need to without bullshitting don't don't say oh yeah I've been working really hard on this man and then you really haven't Really work hard, like really work hard, really exhaust yourself doing this um, and making sure that you really ha- have all your bases covered A- and also accept that even though you're going to do that, you're still going to mess up. There are still going to be mistakes made, you know, like so that way it doesn't discourage you when it happens because I've done things in life where I'm like, yeah, I put in as much work as I can and I amp myself up where I'm like, there's no way this can go wrong and, and it does go wrong. And then, but you know, but, but then I learn from those mistakes and then I try again. And then, it, and then you know, and then I make mistakes again and then you try again. And then eventually, once you keep going, it's like, it, you know, you start to build this momentum where eventually you have to have this perspective where eventually you're going to make so many mistakes, there are going to be almost no mistakes left to make. And then you there is no other option for you but to succeed. So that's the way I'm looking at things. And I know it might not be the best mindset, but listen, trial by fire, right? You got to do it. You got to do it. So be careful who you dump your energy into, think, plan, do, uh, all that good stuff. If you forgot anything, go back, rewind it, and listen to something. I'm sure there was something else in there. Um, but that's where we're at today. Uh, I'll keep you guys updated. We'll see what happens. And you never know, man. I'm projecting that this goes down within the next six months uh, or about at about the six months mark, you know, when I'm building my savings and, and I'm doing my... Uh, homework on the markets and making sure that i'm picking a, the right spot to do it and getting you know pre-approved and you know i'll go through the whole real estate process once i get there but it might happen sooner you know you have to be ready to take these risks and to be able to double down on yourself when it really counts you know this life's life's it's no joke time's not time waits for no one so we got to be ready at all at all times And that's where that hard work aspect comes into it, where if you're doing your homework and you know that you have that confidence that you've been doing everything that you can do, then when the opportunity arises and when the door opens, you're ready to jump through it. You know, because I feel like a lot of us, doors open and we don't even know that the door is open because we haven't even been putting in the work and we don't even consider it a possibility. But when you have that confidence and you're like, you know what, I'm going to make this work, then you're able to take leaps. And, you know, everything I've done up until this point, selling my car, uh, freeing myself up of liabilities, I've put myself in position to where if the door opens, I'm jumping, I'm jumping, I'm jumping through that hole. I'm doing a a front flip straight through the door, parkour style. I don't care. I don't care anymore because I'm at the point where uh, it's almost not even just courage. It's not just confidence and courage to do it. It's, uh, if we're being honest, it's fear. It's fear. I've gotten to the point where I'm so afraid of spending the rest of my life working for someone else, that I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And on that note, this has been another episode of the Unbelievably Ordinary Podcast with me, Angel Cervantes. And if you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Watch me potentially ruin my life through taking all these risks. <laughs> or, hey, you never know, maybe just like, you know, I watched some people build themselves from the ground up and, you know, I got to have those positive influences in my life and people that, uh, you know, have giving me so much inspiration. Uh, maybe you'll watch me do the same. You never know. Maybe all this shit works out, but you know, that's the gamble, right? That's the risk we're taking. Uh, anyways. All right. I gotta go. I got shit to do. Bye-bye.